0: Hey guys, Josh here. Welcome back to Uncensored Advice for Men. I'm the host of the show, and uh, you haven't heard from us in a while. been over a month. We're about 100 episodes in, and um, this year has thrown some curveballs, just like last year. So before we begin, let me do this for you. Whether your belief system aligns with mine or not, I'm going to pray for you. Father God in heaven, thank you so much for the men out there who are listening in today. And uh, I I pray that you speak to their hearts, show them love, show them validation. Let them know that you're their heavenly father, that you're a good heavenly father, that you care for them, that you accept them, that they have nothing to prove, that they have you as a good father, a good king, and uh, that there's brothers here that love them. I pray you give them wisdom, direction. I pray you give them strength to walk through the day. I pray you give them encouragement and let them know how much they're loved, how much they're valuable, and uh, that they're made to be men. In Jesus' name, Amen. So, kicking off with that, uh, I'm going to give you some updates on where I've been for the last month and how come we took a little bit of a break. So, uh, because people have been reaching out, going, "Hey, we're you know we haven't heard from you in a while, so uh, you know why don't we?" Why don't we kick back off and and this is just a special, you know, kind of episode to give you an update and let you know what's going on. Also, uh I decided to pull an audible this morning and I took my two oldest kids, so Lily and, and Ezekiel are here in the office with me as we're recording this. Uh, Lily's 8. She's my firstborn and Ezekiel is 4. So they're they're uh they're working in the office today with dad. We're going to have some fun. So some updates on, on recently. So last year was a pretty tough year. You know, twenty twenty was a tough year in general for the whole universe. But, you know, it also was tough for me. And, you know, from the messages I received from the guys out there, it's been tough for a lot of guys too. I think that the the hardest thing other than, you know, I've had some loss of family and, and such, but the hardest thing mentally for me going through that time was going through isolation, right? The the feeling that I couldn't be with other people and other men was very difficult for me you know we lost our church we lost our community uh we we were stuck you know inside a house and you know we we bucked up against that and that was very difficult on our on our heart and our mind you know the world's kind of getting back to normal and we haven't suffered the consequences of last year yet but that was that was the toughest thing for me um So kind of giving you a brief kind of update on on things going on is last year, you know, coronavirus happened, lost a job, lost some major income, went through the process of of bankruptcy, went through the process of moving back, you know, with mom and dad in the middle of, you know, a worldwide pandemic. We didn't know how bad it was going to be. It was super embarrassing. You know, I'm going to like during this conversation with you guys, I'm going to open up the kimono kind of like on a cold day and just kind of share with you the insecurities and the fears and the pains that I went through and that I'm I'm going through now as I'm rebuilding so last year we went bankrupt we moved back in with mom and dad me wife and my three kids you know eight four and one so that was a that was a challenge you know to my ego my pride myself you know what what I could do you know like Josh (laughs) <laughs> I bounced around a lot in my past and I've learned a lot but I've you know I've worked in venture capital or private equity I've I was a firefighter medic I've you know built a real estate you know a couple real estate empires you know did pretty well built a couple construction companies and but uh you know like I felt like my calling the, the my identity was based in who I was you know Josh the the entrepreneur Josh the investor and you know last year when that when that hit, having to go bankrupt and moving back in with mom and dad at 39 years old was embarrassing. It was a hit to the pride. It was really, uh, it was really challenging, and I felt like my identity was challenged. My identity, my ego, my pride, because I felt ever since I was a little kid that my job in life was to invest in people, to build people, to build businesses. So going bankrupt and and you know admitting defeat was, you know, in the business world, that's like the the worst thing a business person could do, right? And uh, so that, w- that was really tough. But, you know, the beauty of all that, moving back with mom and dad, like I said, man, this is embarrassing stuff. You know, as men, we have insecurities. One is how big is our, you know, bank account? <laughs> how big is other things, right? You know, like there's certain things in our world that as men, we are insecure about our jobs, our money, our body, you know, what our family is like, you know, our skills, our abilities. And for a business guy, it was my ability to to make things happen. And when that didn't happen, that was a challenge. So moving back in, um, you know, God just was so kind to us, even though I was struggling mentally and with my mindset and just feeling like a complete failure Um, I got to spend four extra months with my dad before he died. Now, my dad was, he was the best man at my wedding. He was my bud, Uh, my middle name. I'm named after him. You know, he was, he was a warrior. He was the kind of guy, you know, that other men liked to be around, who wanted to be like. And, you know, growing up with him, he was a tough guy. He was, you know, ex-Vietnam and a couple Purple Hearts, a couple Bronze Stars, you know. He was... He was a BA, right? Badass. He was a tough guy. And, you uh, know, I got to spend four extra months with him before he passed away. And God allowed me to be there. But the only reason I would have ever moved back to Ocala, a little place called Ocala, where kind of like you feel like everybody knows your name and everybody knows your business and your bank account size, right, is the only reason I would move back is in the middle of a pandemic, going bankrupt unable to take care of myself or, or, you know, care of my family financially. So God allowed me to really go through a really hard time so that I could have a couple extra months with my dad. And I'll tell you the, the most important thing during that time was we were with family in the middle of a pandemic and we never felt alone. You know, yeah, I lost a lot of friends and a lot of community, You know, I built a a few ecosystems of entrepreneurs and investors, and and I just felt like I was torn away from my friends, but I had my family. And that time together every day, eating dinner together and going on walks together, it was just so valuable. And one time, you know, I wanted to do something, you know, contribute something to the, the family, and this was kind of maybe March or April of last year when, you know, the it was in the middle of the pandemic. is I wanted to, you know, help contribute to the family some way. So I mowed the lawn and I did extra edging and weed eating. And I'm not a detail orientated guy and, you know, this isn't my skill set of, you know, making sure things are (laughs) straight and such. So I I mowed the lawn and I do all this work and and my dad he goes, Uh, you know, you blew all those leaves straight or the grass right into the road. I would have swept that up. And I go, Really? Like out of all of that the the one thing that you noticed was I didn't do it to your perfection, right? And I grew up, my dad was a perfectionist. Mom had super high expectations and already feeling like a failure, even just trying to serve him and, you know, bless them because I couldn't give him any money or contribute to rent or groceries, like feeling like total worthless. And then that, and I said, man, I just don't know if I could ever, I I didn't say you mean I was like, I don't think I could ever live up to your expectations. I said, I'm not you. I said, I'm just built different, man. You know, if you want a wall broken, or if you want, you know, to meet people, or if you want investors, or if you want like relationships, that's all I'm good at. And, um, you know, he got mad and kind of drove off, you know, our family didn't really have, we weren't really equipped to deal with, you know, confrontation of relationships and communication. We weren't the best at that, you know, um, we're learning, I'm learning. And, uh, you know, I'm just sitting there and I'm going, man, like this sucked. You know, I just wanted to just bless them. And my dad got upset. This is the first time this ever happened. And it was just so beautiful. I hear his diesel truck coming back down the road. He drove off and like 10 minutes later, he came back down the road and he's weeping, just bawling. His eyes are, are full of tears and he just slid the truck in real quick and then came in, just gave me this huge hug. And he goes, man, I'm, I'm I'm choking up a little bit now, but he said, man, I'm so proud of you, Josh. The stuff you're working on, that business you're building in the background that keeps on, you keep on trying and it keeps on, you know, you keep on having to pivot. He goes, I'm so proud of you. This is important work. You're making a, a big impact in people's lives. And he goes, I'm proud of you. Guys, Like, let me tell you this, man. That moment, I, I would, I would trade any deal in the world for that to to have that and a month later he was dead (laughs) what a blessing right now going um excuse me going into going into the darkness when moving back home and and going through you know the bankruptcy and putting the dog down and moving back in with mom and dad and, and losing the job and you know, being sued and all these like things that were like piled on from like the collectors and and such, like going into that, you would, if all I did was focus on that, man, I would have, I would have really missed the beautiful thing that happened there with my dad. So, um, man, I didn't expect to get this deep into it. Let's keep going. So, um, you know, now we're there with mom and walking her through this and being a support for her. And it's really good to be around mom that we can mourn together and go through grief together. And that my kids were around grandma and, and being around family and my sister and her kids. And and then my, my wife's family and all their kids and uncles and aunts. And hold on what, one second. What's that, Zeke? You got a booger? Okay. uh, Go throw it in the garbage can. There's a garbage can over there. That's what you get when you bring your kids to work, right? So being around family was so just amazing, you know, and uh, it was such a blessing being able to be there for my mom and my mom there for us. And, you know, we're helping my mom, you know, navigate the waters and she's not alone cause we're in the house with her. So it's like a blessing, all of that moving back in. But if my ego got in the way, man, I, it would have destroyed that. She would have been alone and I would have been somewhere chasing money or dreams or business or whatever. So then, you know, uh, in the middle of all that, I, or at the beginning of all that, I started, you know, this show and we've done a hundred episodes and then, you know, uh, my wife, me, wife, and kids, our business started to pick up again. The consultancy started to pick up some clients and started coaching again and started making money again, had a, had some really good clients. And, and my goal, our goal was to run again. I think my daughter's eight years old and she's lived in nine different homes, being an entrepreneur, you know, in our family. So our goal was to buy a big RV and move our family in it and travel around looking for deals, looking for, you know, to acquire commercial properties for other people. And, you know, because being a broker, that's what you can do. And, you know, uh, in the past, I've just been a part of these kind of investments before and I know it could work. So finally we had a little bit of money saved up and and I was just going to make this thing work. So we're a week away from embarking on our, our little trip to take the family, me, wife, and three kids in our camper and travel around and build the business again. But at this point, you know, like our, our needs and our focus kind of changed about like, we don't need to have a big house on a lake, but we can just be minimalist and travel around and look for deals and have fun, take the podcast on the road, interview some cool people and go on an adventure while homeschooling our kids. So uh, a week before embarking on that journey, uh, I, my, my mom was on a little trip and we get a call from the, our family members who my mom was visiting. Hey, you need to come pick up your mom. She's sick. Like, what? You know, like, what do you need? We need to pick her up. She's a, you know, she drove, you know, she's a good driver. She's driven to Canada back and forth from Florida on her own and stuff. So like, what do you mean? We need to come pick her up. So we, we drive to, uh, Yule to meet with our family and mom looks terrible. And we didn't know what was going on and um, we wound up going to the hospital and kind of fast forwarding a little bit not to expose all the, the details of this, but she was really sick, you know, cancer and um, it was metastasized and spread throughout her whole body and the doctors didn't give her a very good prognosis. You know, like I looked the doctor in the face and I say, what, what are we looking at? Not good. You know, I'm like, once again, just protecting all the details not good at all right so we're going to start medication we're going to do some other things so i come back you know i spend a week up in, up at the hospital and you know put all the business stuff on hold just canceled all my meetings and and just went through a whirlwind of of pain you know just losing my father now facing my mom's you know severe disease that that may take her within months and um you know, I'm just just trying to figure things out. And during that time, um, tons of people were reaching out and praying with me and walking me through this. And even though, like, they were distant, I just never felt alone, which was amazing. And through that time, I'll tell you, when, you know, when you get hit and you're just starting to get back up and you get hit again and you're just starting to get back up and you get hit again, it's just like part of you just wants to stay down and while we were going through this you know we started getting mom stabilized after some you know procedures and some medications so she's starting to get stabilized and you know i'm getting back up on my feet and starting to build the business again and deals are just coming my way just through podcasting and linkedin and you know i'm i'm, I'm i just i'm pretty good at finding those kind of things you know part of me just didn't want to get back up after getting knocked down again like when you get knocked down your whole life, it looks like the my life has been a whole series of getting my butt whooped and then getting back up again. And, um, you know, my vision got cloudy, got blurry. And I've always been able to keep going and keep pushing through things because of a vision of what I where I see my purpose is or my identity is. But for a while, man, I just I couldn't see anything just like the the pain right in front of me. And I'll tell you, man, I went to, I have just a bunch of dudes in my life that call me, text me, you know, not everybody has the same belief systems, but the the guys who, you know, are in my Bible study, obviously they have the same belief system and they, they just surround me and pray with me, take me out to lunch and just spend some time with me and just, you know, I have a guy, Brian, who, who's discipling me and kind of walking me through this journey. And it's just like, man. I'll tell you the the biggest challenge I think a guy could face going through rough times and my story, you know, that's, that's a small piece of it within the last year of what we, what we faced. But a lot of guys go through traumatic stuff with, you know, my, one of my business partners just lost his daughter, you know, like 26 years old, like, Oh my God, my, my heart breaks for him. And guys are struggling with stuff. You know, one of our audience members reached out to me yesterday and his wife left him and he's, you know, shared in custody with his three-year-old son and trying to figure out his life in the middle of all this, you know, his dreams were to travel and to to go on adventures and things change. You know, like we, we face a lot of challenges, just, just being human. And, um, you know, guys face different challenges, I, I believe. And, you know, the challenges I face are a lot to have to do with my belief system like who is God and all of this you know uh, why is there pain and suffering and why do innocent people get hurt I'm not saying that I'm innocent but like you know looking at things and and then you know who am I that's a question that I asked myself a lot I got it freaking tattooed on my arm who am I and as I'm learning more about who God is and who I am I'm really getting a great level of clarity on how to get through tough times. But one of the biggest challenges for guys, I think is tough times happen. And with guys, me specifically, you know, this happened to me, you know, I've been on food stamps and welfare. I've gone bankrupt. I've, I've made it, lost it, made it, lost it. And we'll go into all of why I think later on, I think it had to do with some lies. I was believing about that. I wasn't going to live long enough to actually invest in the future. Um, that's kind of a curse of the, the family and, uh, you know, I had to break some lies in my family that I could live a long life, a happy life that I could trust people. You know, there's a lot of things that I was trained not to do. So I think being alone and in an isolation, I think for guys, it's tough. We wear masks, and what the mask does is it creates a separation. But as we start to be real with other people, you know, I got, you know, my, my buddy in that, I call every Wednesday, and I've got tons of guy friends who, like, I call them big brothers, you know, Heath and Chris and Brian and all the dudes at my Bible study and, and the guys that were a part of my, my dad's Bible study, you know, like, they they walk me through life, pray with me, you know, like, Thad and Ken and Johnny and, and my C12 group and just, like, tons of people out there and and daryl and ken and just like there's just I'm um, i'm not at any lack for guys who love me and care for me and man i'll tell you like i feel like beat up a lot of times and that's why we took a <laughs> over a month off of this thing but i'll tell you Ben, how important it is to have dudes in your corner You know, my my buddy Austin, who I grew up with, we text all the time, and my cousins, Matt and Ben and, you know, uncles, Uncle Peter and Uncle Michael and David and and Andrew and all these cousins and uncles and people and guys specifically who just pour into me and love me. I feel beat up a lot just by life and by the weight of, you know, just (laughs) being a dad, being a husband, just being a guy in general. But I'll tell you, man, like having a group of dudes, I would not have been able to to get through this, man, because when bad stuff happens, especially like something that might be embarrassing, like a lost relationship or in my case, lost businesses or business opportunities or money. One of the things I want to do is I want to peel back and, and go into isolation, right? Because I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed by that I just lost my money or that we, you know, that we don't have money to do this or that or go to this school or drive that vehicle or have a vehicle or we seeing that car getting towed off on, you know, whatever. So what us guys tend to do is we back away and we hide because we're embarrassed and then that's when the attacks really start coming. Our mind, our attacks on our mind, attacks on our identity, attacks on who we are and the value we bring. And man, if I didn't have guys with me, I mean, first of all, if I didn't have my God and the belief systems of who my God is and who I am in that, man, I'd be lost. But having the guys was valuable. So I think that's one of the the, the missions here at, with this uncensored device for men is is a place where guys could go and they could hear about God and belief systems, at least from my perspective. And and I interview other people from their perspectives. We've had conversations with people about Jesus and we've had conversations with porn stars and sex coaches and kind of everything uh, on the spectrum to, to hear and in an in a uncensored way. So my, my goal as your host, as your brother in arms in this is to, Share my story as authentic as I can, but also share the story of other men, other people in this world who have advice for us men. And then you guys make the decision, listen in your heart and, you know, take a minute to to maybe even ask God, like, what is truth here and what should I be doing? So I hope, I hope we're going to get back on track, start interviewing again. So if you know anybody you'd like to hear from, authors, speakers, coaches, uh, people with good advice. I love talking to old guys with gray hair. They seem to have accumulated some wisdom through the journey. Uh, if there's people that you want, you know, to be on the show, you know, connect us, and you can head on over to Uncensored Advice for Men, and uh, have them, uh, you know, maybe do an introduction, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll get this show back on the road. You let me know what you guys need, and I'll find the guest that could bring some uncensored advice to. You. I love you guys.